Hey guys, it's been a while since I've recorded on Anchor, but here we go again with our new book, The House on Mango Street. We started this on Friday. I did read the chapter to you called The House on Mango Street. We did the location tracker. Uh, we started talking about Esperanza and her life growing up as a poor immigrant in Chicago and a female, although it's important to know. Um, don't forget to fill out the location tracker as we go. Some of these uh, vignettes will have locations, some will not. Just make sure that you keep up with that. And then I'll also be explaining our series of vignettes writing project that we're going to be doing. I know you want to hear the word writing again, but this is creative writing and it should be fun. It's all about you, so it should be fun. All right, we're on page six. This page is called, this vignette is called Hairs and it's very short. Hairs. Everybody in our family has different hair. My papa's hair is like a broom, all up in the air. And me, my hair is lazy. It never obeys barrettes or bands. Carlos's hair is thick and straight. He doesn't even need to comb it. Nenny's hair is slippery, slides out of your hand. And Kiki, who is the youngest, has hair like fur. But my mother's hair. My mother's hair, like little rosettes, like little candy circles, all curly and pretty because she pinned it in pin curls all day. Sweet to put your nose into when she's holding you holding you and you feel safe is the warm smell of bread before you bake it is the smell when she makes room for you on her side of the bed still warm with her skin and you sleep near her the rain outside falling and papa snoring the snoring the rain and mama's hair that smells like bread this is definitely an uh shows you a little bit of the relationship between Esperanza and her mother. Um, she obviously feels very close to her. She feels safe. She feels warm and she respects and admires her mother. All right. The next vignette is called Boys and Girls. The boys and the girls live in separate worlds. The boys in their universe and we in ours. My brothers, for example, <laughs> they've got plenty to say to me and Nenny inside the house, but outside they can't be seen talking to girls. Carlos and Kiki are each other's best friend, not ours. Nenny's too young to be my friend. She's just my sister, and that was not my fault. You don't pick your sisters. You just get them, and sometimes they come like Nenny. She can't play with those Vargas kids, or she'll turn out just like them. And since she comes right after me, she's my responsibility. Someday I will have a best friend all my own, one I can tell my secrets to. One who will understand my jokes without having to explain them. Until then, I'm a red balloon, balloon a balloon tied to an anchor. Um, so there's a metaphor there about her being a red balloon, feeling like she's ready to fly, she's ready to go, but she's tied down to what? She's got to be that that responsibility that she's got to show that responsibility. She's got to be that um, that role model for her little sister. So she's tied down to her sister. The sister is the anchor. We've read this one before. Um, at the beginning of the year, you guys wrote a vignette called My Name, so um, this one will be familiar, but I'm going to go ahead and read it again. My Name. In English, my name means hope. In Spanish, it means too many letters. It means sadness. It means waiting. It is like the number nine, a muddy color. It is the Mexican records my father plays on Sunday mornings when he's shaving. Songs like sobbing. It was my great-grandmother's name, and now it is mine. She was a horsewoman, too born like me in the Chinese year of the horse, which is supposed to be bad luck if you're born female. But I think this is a Chinese lie because the Chinese, like the Mexicans, don't like their women strong. My great-grandmother, I would have liked to have known her, a wild horse of a woman, so wild she wouldn't marry. 
until my great-grandfather threw a sack over her head and carried her off, just like that, as if she were a fancy chandelier. That's the way he did it. And the story goes, she never forgave him. She looked out the window her whole life, the way so many women sit their sadness on an elbow. I wonder if she made the best with what she got, or was she sorry because she couldn't be all the things she wanted to be? Esperanza. I have inherited her name, but I don't want to inherit her place by the window. At school, they say my name funny as if the syllables were made out of tin and hurt the roof of your mouth. But in Spanish, my name is made out of the softer something like silver, not quite as thick as my sister's name, Magdalena, which is uglier than mine. Magdalena, who at least can come home and be Nenny, become Nenny. But I'm always Esperanza. I would like to baptize myself under a new name, a name more like the real me, the one nobody sees. Esperanza as Lissandra or Maritza or Zizi the X. Yes, something like Zizi the X will do. All right, we've talked about this one before. Um, the big in, the big information here is the story about her grandmother, her grandmother who was a wild woman and wanted to live this crazy, awesome life, but instead got married and got stuck at home at the window just waiting for her life to begin. Um, Esperanza does not want that for her life. She does not want to be trapped at the window like her grandmother. She wants to be that wild horse of a woman that gets to be that wild horse of a woman. Um, and so she's thinking a name change is important because she doesn't want to end up like her grandmother. Okay, here comes a new location, so have your location trackers ready. This one's called Kathy, Queen of Cats. She says, I am the great-great-grand-cousin of the Queen of France. <laughs> she lives upstairs, over there, next door to Joe, the, the baby grabber. Keep away from him, she says. He's full of danger. Benny and Blanca are in the corner store. They're okay, except don't lean on the candy counter. Two girls, raggedy as rats, live across the street. You don't want to know them. Edna is the lady who owns the building next to you. She used to own a big building, a building big as a whale, but her brother sold it. Their mother said, no, no, don't ever sell it. I won't. And then she closed her eyes and he sold it. Now there's Alicia, as stuck up as ever since she went to college. She used to like me, but now she doesn't. Kathy, who's the queen of cats, has cats and cats and cats. Baby cats, big cats, skinny cats, sick cats. Cats asleep like little donuts. Cats on top of the refrigerator. Cats taking a walk on the dinner table. Her house is like cat heaven. You want a friend, she says. Okay, I'll be your friend. But only till next Tuesday. That's when we move away. Got to. And as if she forgot I just moved in, she says, the neighborhood's getting bad. Kathy's father will have to fly to France one day and find her great, great distant grand cousin on her father's side and inherit the family house. How do I know this is so? She told me so. In the meantime, they'll just have to stay, move a little farther north from Mango Street, a little farther away from every, a little farther away every time people like us keep moving in. All right, so Kathy is obviously um, a, she's, she's white. Um, she feels like she's relative to France, to the Queen of France. She's moving away. Um, she's very judgmental of all the people in the neighborhood, as you can see. And she gives you her opinion about all these different people, Edna and Alicia and Benny and Blanca. Um, but her own house, if you describe it in your location tracker, is full of a certain animal that makes the house mm, not so great. But, you know, the neighborhood's getting bad because people like Esperanza have moved in. So she's got to leave. She's moving till, but she'll be her friend till Tuesday. Okay, this is the last entry for today, the last vignette for today, and this one is important because you're going to write something similar to it. This one's called Our Good Day. 
if you give me $5, I will be your friend forever. That's what the little one tells me. <laughs> $5 is cheap since I don't have any friends except Kathy, who's only my friend till Tuesday. $5, $5. She's trying to get somebody to chip in so they can buy a bicycle from this kid named Tito. They already have $10 and all they need is five more. Only $5, she says. Don't talk to them, says Kathy. Can't you see they smell like a broom? But I like them. Their clothes are crooked and old. They are wearing shiny Sunday shoes without socks. It makes their bald ankles all red, but I like them, especially the big one who laughs with all her teeth. I like her, even though she lets the little one do all the talking. Five dollars, the little one, sa one says. Only five. Kathy is tugging my arm, and I know whatever I do next will make her, for make her mad forever. Wait a minute, I say, and I run inside to get the five dollars. I have $3 saved, and I take two of Nenny's. She's not home, but I'm sure she'll be glad when she finds out we own a bike. When I get back, Kathy is gone like I knew she would be, but I don't care. I have two new friends and a bike, too. My name is Lucy, the big one says. This here is Rachel, my sister. I'm her sister, says Rachel. Who are you? And I wish my name was Cassandra or Alexis or Maritza, anything but Esperanza, but when I tell them my name, they don't laugh. We come from Texas, Lucy says and grins. Her was born here, but me, I'm Texas. You mean she, I say? No, I'm from Texas and doesn't get it. This bike is three ways ours, says Rachel, who is already, who's thinking ahead already. Mine today, Lucy's tomorrow, and yours the day after. But everybody wants to ride it today because the bike is new, so we decide to take turns after tomorrow. Today, it belongs to all of us. I don't tell them about Nenny just yet. It's too complicated, especially since Rachel almost put out Lucy's eye about who's going to get to ride it first. But finally, we agree to ride it together. Why not? Because Lucy has long legs, she pedals. I sit on the back seat, and Rachel is skinny enough to get up on the handlebars, which makes the bike all wobbly as if the wheels are like spaghetti. But after a bit, you get used to it. We ride fast and faster, past my house, sad and red and crumbly in places, past Mr. Benny's grocery on the corner, and down the avenue, which is dangerous, laundromat, junk store, drug store, windows and cars and more cars, and around the block, back to Mango. People on the bus wave. A very fat lady crossing the street says, You sure got quite a load there. Rachel shouts, You got quite a load there, too. <laughs> She's very sassy. Down, down Mango Street we go. Rachel, Lucy, me, our new bicycle, laughing the crooked ride back. All right, so we've met new characters. These characters are going to be important to the story. Um, they've had a really good day with their new bicycle they all three went in on, so they're three part owners of a bike, actually four parts if you count any. Um, what I want you to do, and this is going to be um, – a series of vignettes project, but this vignette is one of the ones I'd like for you to write about. So um, it doesn't have to be long, but I want you to write a story about a good day that you've had. And I want it to be fun and creative and interesting. I want it to be something that makes me smile when I read it, um, like this one did make you smile. So something fun about a good day that you've had in your life. That's it. That's what I've got for you today. Um, you can read the, look at the vignette loom video that I wrote and, uh, or that I did. Uh, recorded for you and also look at the vignette assignment to figure out how long your vignette needs to be but seriously it doesn't have to be long and I just want it to be creative and fun something that something for you to get some writing out so all right that's it I love you guys I'll see you back tomorrow for another installment of the house on Mango Street <laughs>